2005 Anaheim Harvest Crusade, Podcast 4. Hi, this is Craig Patchett, founder of the Godcast Network at godcast.org. Welcome to the fourth in a series of very special crusade editions of A Time for Harvest. Over the past few days, Steve Webb, host of the LifeSpring podcast, and I, in partnership with Harvest Ministries, have brought you a series of podcasts covering Harvest Ministries 2005 Anaheim Harvest Crusade. Now, the crusade begins Friday, July 15th, and ends on Sunday, July 17th. It's going to be held at Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California, and admission is free. So if you're in the Southern California area and you're listening to this sometime before the end of the day on the 17th, be sure to stop by and check it out. It's going to be an experience that you're going to remember for a long time, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit in this podcast. If you can't make it in person, or if you're curious as to what a crusade's all about, check out these podcasts that we've been putting together, and also stay tuned to this podcast feed, because we're going to bring you podcasts throughout the crusade that will give you a behind-the-scenes look of the crusade, that will bring you the message that Pastor and Evangelist Greg Laurie is going to be bringing you each night. So this is a great way to get a feel for what's going on. And also, if you haven't been able to catch the last three podcasts, you can do so by going to harvestpodcast.org. Now, what we're going to do in this podcast is talk about the experience of a crusade from the perspective of someone who has attended as somewhat of a skeptic, and that person is me. I'm going to talk about my experience at the first Harvest Crusade that I attended, which was back in 1993, and I wanted to do it rather than script it out and in a more formal style, I wanted to just talk directly to you. So this is my experience with Harvest Ministries and Harvest Crusades in particular. I went to my first crusade back in the early summer of 1993, and At the time, I had just decided or made a decision that I was going to be a Christian. And it was a decision that had come completely out of the blue. A few months earlier, I had been involved in the New Age and was completely against the whole concept of Christianity and had gone in to attend a contemporary Presbyterian church service just out of complete curiosity, had wanted to see, you know, what my perspective on it was going to be like coming from this new age, which I'd been involved with for a few years, and really just went in for the experience. In the process of doing so, God just kind of grabbed me and turned me 180 degrees Much to my own surprise, it was not something I was looking for. It was not something I expected. And if you had told me prior to going into that church that night that I was going to come out believing in God in that particular way, I would have told you that you were crazy. So if you want to call that a miracle, if you want to call it whatever, then it was. Because it was not something that happened gradually. It was not something that happened in a way that I expected. It was just 
Uh, I can't, I still to this day can't explain what happened. But in any case, here I was two months after this occurrence, and I was still struggling mentally with the whole thing. God had grabbed my heart, but my brain was kind of still in panic-stricken mode of what's going on here and, you know, what are you doing? Because I had not been raised that way. My brain was still trying to catch up. So I had seen signs and I had seen bumper stickers and all of this stuff promoting the Harvest Crusades. And so I figured, well, this is part of the Christian experience. I'd seen crusades on television and I should really go check this out. I don't think it's going to be something for me, but it's something I should probably go and, and experience just to say that I've done it. So I went down and you know went down by myself. My friends at the time were not into this at all. The crusade was at Jack Murphy Stadium, now Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego, and went down to the stadium to check it out, fully expecting that I'd stay for you know maybe 10, 15 minutes and then leave and go find something else to do for the rest of the evening. I got down to the stadium and I was kind of surprised to see how many people were there. I mean, this stadium was completely packed. The parking lot was full and it took me a while to to get in and get a parking space and get into the stadium. Then when I walked into the stadium in the outer area were all these booths that were set up selling t-shirts and CDs and all of this other. And it was really a, a you know, kind of a festive atmosphere which again, was not what I expected. My experience up to this point with Crusades was watching them on television. And, you know, on television, they don't show all this outside stuff. What I saw was a guy on stage, probably Billy Graham, and all these older people and swarm of people, you know, in the stands and swarming down onto the field. And I never really listened to it. But it just wasn't something at all that I could relate to. And and I think I kind of equated it with the tent revivals and the hand on the forehead and people falling down and suddenly not needing their wheelchairs and, and all that kind of stuff. And so it just uh, it just seemed something distant to me. So this carnival, well, it wasn't a carnival. It was like you'd expect if you went to a concert or just, um, it was festive. And a lot of uh, younger people, I, I was expecting more of an older crowd, and it was just a lot younger than I thought it would be. And it was just, you know, it was regular people. The people there weren't crazy looking, or, well, there were some people that were crazy looking, but for the most part, it was just regular people. So I made my way into the stadium and into the seating and had a seat. And the stage was set up like it would be for a rock concert in one in one area and then for uh, speakers in another and the energy in the stadium was quite amazing. It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. And it was something that was palpable. It was something you could feel, you know, with, with all these people. It was, it was, hmm, there was anticipation in the air. And it was just something, you could feel that something was going on that I couldn't really put my finger on, but that just felt different. And people were chanting and doing the wave and, and all this kind of stuff. And so it was, it was really, I, I, I was hooked. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to check this out. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And, you know, let's hang in here and see what's going on. So the first band came on. I don't remember who it was, but it was a good band, which again surprised me because my experience before with Christian music 
was uh, not something that I would be interested in listening to. You know, I think if you saw my post at godcast.org regarding the second podcast that we did in this series, I said something along the lines of, you know, if your experience with Christian music has anything to do with organs, polyester, or campfires, then you're going to be surprised by what you hear at the Harvest Crusade. And that was exactly what my previous experience had been and what I kind of expected here, and that was not what I got. What I got was a rock concert and a band that I would go out and buy CDs from and actually eventually ended up doing. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And it was good music with lyrics that were either Christian-oriented or were positive and uplifting. So that was an eye-opener for me. I think there were two or three bands that played, and each band talked a little bit between songs about their experience with having a relationship with God. And this was something that was also new to me, too, this whole relationship concept, because that was not really what I thought of when I thought about Christianity and when I thought about God. So it was something that I had heard of before in my experience with the church. They had talked a little bit about this relationship, but it was something that was brought up more and and repeated over again with the bands and then again with Pastor Greg during his message. And, you know, that really appealed to me, the idea of a relationship and the idea of this personal God rather than this distant, overbearing controlling God. So this had my attention as well. Then after the bands, there was a speaker that came up, and I don't remember who it was, but he talked a little bit about his background and his experience. And, uh, you know, again, it was very interesting and something that made me think and, and presented a different perspective that was not what I had thought about before in terms of a Christian lifestyle or what you would expect from a Christian. It was somebody well-known, and it just really wasn't what I expected. And I think if there was a theme to the evening, for me at least, it would have been something that defied expectations. You know, in every aspect of the evening, my expectations were completely defied in a a very positive way. And then there was a very tasteful call for donations that was basically put out that, look, if you're not a believer, if you're not a Christian, please just relax. Don't worry about this part of the presentation. This is directed at Christians only. And, you know, I was made to feel very comfortable while the person that was speaking said, hey, you know, this crusade is something that we do voluntarily. We do it for the benefit of those that are here who aren't Christians. And, if you are a Christian and this is something that you believe in and would like to donate to, then here's your opportunity. And I felt totally comfortable not participating, and it was very nicely done. Then Pastor Greg, Greg Laurie, came up and gave the message. And Greg, this was my first experience with Greg. And again, to fight expectations, Greg's background, I mean, this is a California guy, a surfer, a guy out of the 70s. He's he's very easy to relate to. He's a great uh, talker or speaker, I should say. 
he talks in terms that you can relate to, that relates to life, that relates to how you can take the Bible and take God's teachings and apply them to your life rather than being these static, dead things that are stuck in the pages of a book. So listening to what he had to say really brought a different perspective on the scriptures that I had been used to from growing up and from experiencing them as something that were very much, to me at least, dead, I would have to say. And not because they are dead, but because the people who were presenting them were unable to bring them to life. And Greg can bring them to life. And that was just a wonderful gift and something that I've learned how to apply myself in reading them on my own. After Greg spoke, he gave what is called an altar call, which is just an opportunity for anybody who is interested in taking what he's talked about and accepting the gift that God offers us. And I'll talk about this a little bit more in a second, but this is done by making a public profession of your belief in who God is and what he has to offer you. And what he has to offer you is the forgiveness of your sin. And your sin sin is such a charged word in today's society. You know, we hear the word sin and we kind of recoil backwards and go, yeah, you know, okay, you know, that's it. I'm I'm done. I don't want to hear anymore. Sin is just a matter of doing something against God. It comes originally from I, be, I think it's an archery term, which means missing the mark. You miss the target. Where the target here is God. And when we miss the mark, we are not doing things in a way that is how God would have us do them. And I think the other problem is that society kind of teaches us that to do things the way God wants us to is to not have fun. And that is completely not the case. And in fact, when you really get into a Christian life, you realize that the things God wants for us are the things that are best for us and the things that allow us to truly enjoy our lives. And so this idea of forgiving our sins is really a matter of wiping our slate clean and saying, look, here's all these things that you've done that put a wall up between us that I don't want to be there, God's saying. I want this wall down so that I can have this relationship with you and I can love you the way that I want to. And we need to get rid of this wall and we can't do it unless there's some way of paying a price for what this wall represents. And that price is death, basically. And it's either our death, or in this case, he's given his son as a sacrifice, as a living sacrifice, and it's the death of his son on the cross, Jesus, that pays the eternal price for our sins. So by accepting and saying, okay, yeah, I believe that Jesus did this for me, and I believe that he was your son, or he is your son, and that he did die on the cross to pay that price for me. And I want this barrier between us to be gone because I want a relationship with you, God. And that's it. You know, we have it. We can have that relationship. 
And so God says that part of it is truly wanting it and truly willing to take this gift that he's offering us and to want to change our lives. We don't have to change before we do this. God will change us. We just have to be willing to change. And then once we have that willingness and we've asked God to do this, the second part of it is to make a public profession of the fact that we've done so. And so that's what the altar call is all about. When you see people going down onto the field at a crusade, it's about making a public stand for God and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing this and I'm not afraid to say so in front of other people. I will stand up for this decision that I'm making. And Jesus said, you know, you do this in front of others, I'll stand up for you in front of God. So anyway, that's kind of a, a got off on a tangent there. But so when that time came, I said, okay, yeah, I want to do this. I've already decided that this is something that I'm going to do. I already asked God to forgive me, but I'd never done it. You know, I never made this public profession. And so I went down onto the field and I, you know, I'll tell you something. It's like when you're down on a field in a stadium that's filled with, I don't know how many people were there that night, but there had to be at least 60,000 people in the stadium. When you're down on that field and there are all these people in the stadium around you and a good number of those people are cheering you for your decision and a good number of those people are praying for you, it is it is such an amazing feeling and it is such a powerful feeling. And you know that God is there as well. And I just can't, you know, if you haven't experienced it and if you're at a point in your life where you're just not sure if this whole thing is just a bunch of craziness or not, all I have to say is give it a shot. Give it a chance. I mean, if it's a bunch of craziness, then you've wasted, what, a couple hours of your time. And you can laugh at everybody and at the whole scene. But if if there's even a chance that it's something real, then don't you owe it to yourself to at least check it out so that if there is the off chance that there is truth to it, that you've at least explored that chance. I would challenge you that you would do that. If you're in the Southern California area, then take a Saturday night or a Friday night or a Sunday night this weekend. Or if you're not in the Southern California area and there's a crusade coming near you, take those two or three hours and check it out. You'll at least have an entertaining evening. If you're not in the area where a crusade is coming to you, then listen to the podcasts. You'll hear Pastor Greg's message. You'll get a backstage or behind-the-scenes look at what's going on and hear from other people that are at the crusade and get their experience. And like I said, worst, you've wasted a few hours. And at best, then you are starting out on a journey into a whole different life that promises you an eternal future with God. God said, or Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And that's the promise that he gives to anyone who's willing to listen to it and who's willing to take the chance in exploring it and accepting it. So, That's all I have to say uh, about that. I hope you can either make it to the crusade on July 15th through 17th. Check out the podcast or make it to an upcoming crusade near you. And you can find out where the upcoming crusades are by checking out harvestcrusade.org. 
In the meantime, if you'd like to read more about how you can begin a relationship with God right now, or if you've recently made a decision to do so, then you can visit www.nogod.org, K-N-O-W-G-O-D.org, and that website gives you an opportunity to register your decision. There's a bunch of resources there that help you get the most out of your relationship, and Harvest Ministries will also send you a free copy of the New Testament if you don't already have one. If you're already a believer and you'd like to help support Harvest Crusades by putting a Bible in the hands of a new believer, then please visit us at www.harvest.org stw. Lastly, if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, you can do so by visiting www.harvestpodcast.org. And you can also visit www.harvest.org devotional to sign up for Pastor Greg's free daily devotional via email. Or you can email Pastor Greg directly at greg at harvest.org. And that wraps up this special edition of A Time for Harvest. Thanks for joining us and stay subscribed for the podcast of the crusade itself. The next podcast will be Pastor Greg's message from Friday Night's Crusade, and that will be followed by an on-the-scene look at the crusade from Friday night, and then Greg's message and more on-the-scenes looks at the crusade for Saturday and Sunday. God bless. God bless.